Hey guys, welcome to the Better Than Zero podcast, where we get together each day to take whatever step we can in our apprenticeship to Jesus. Each day I want to begin by reading a particular passage of scripture and then focus on a different spiritual discipline. Today, our scripture passage comes from Matthew 6, which is continuing Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And then, instead of a spiritual discipline, I want to do something a little bit different. Let's get started. Matthew 6, beginning in verse 19. Jesus says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So, if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. As a certified Bible nerd, I think that this passage is pretty exciting, because it shows just how masterful of a teacher Jesus is. In this short transitory paragraph, I think Jesus is teaching three things. First, in the immediate context of these verses, Jesus is teaching that a Christian should learn not to put their trust in their money and possessions. He isn't saying that it's bad to have money or possessions, but he recognizes just how intimate and personal our money is. And because it's so personal, It's easy for our money to become our safe house. Instead, the Christian recognizes that money and possessions are fleeting, and only God is a constant, eternal provider and protector. To see the second thing that Jesus is teaching, we have to zoom out a little bit. Just a moment ago, Jesus taught that our motive and our intentions matter just as much, if not more, than the actual acts of prayer, fasting, and giving to the needy. In this passage, he gives us the choice to focus on the immediate, such as money and possessions, or focus on the eternal, which is the kingdom of God. Then, he says a weird statement. The eye is the lamp of the body. I think that the word I can be substituted for focus. Or, put another way, our focus, our priorities, and our motives have a huge impact on what is going on in our soul. Finally, I think Jesus is gearing up to talk about his next point, which is do not worry but I want to spend time on that tomorrow. 
The big question I want to highlight here is where is your focus? Jesus makes the statement that we cannot serve two masters. Anyone who has tried to multitask knows that this is true. You try to do two things, both things, many things, but you end up doing none of them well. The best thing to do is to set them all aside and just focus on one. So where is your focus? Are you placing your love, focus, and your attention on money? On how people see you and treat you? On how many possessions you have? Even on your friends and your family? It's not to say that any of those things are bad, but Jesus calls us to look beyond those things, look beyond the temporary and focus on the one who is eternal, and that is God. So instead of a spiritual discipline, I just want to leave you with that question. Where is your focus? Take a little bit of time to ruminate on that question. Chew on it, let it digest, let it settle. Let it make you a little uncomfortable. Let's be honest with God and where we're at in that part of our relationship. As with everything, there is a certain level of if we find that we're in the wrong spot, then we need to correct that. But correcting doesn't mean that we have immediately arrived at where we need to be. Correcting can look like just working on changing the trajectory of where we're going. C.S. Lewis talks about progress. He says, we love progress. But sometimes progress is recognizing that you're going in the wrong direction and turning around. In that case, the man who turns around and starts going in the right direction has made it the furthest. So, this is not a guilt. This is not a impossible task. It's just helpful to stop and be honest. Where am I? How am I doing? What do I need to do next?